Hello and welcome to a Sunday Reflection. My name is Paul Harvey and this is Life, Passion and Business. We're about helping you explore, finding your passion for life and the work that you do. But it's so much more than that. It's about finding clues to the big life questions. What does it mean to be successful? What is the meaning of life? If you're looking for more, then join me on this journey, where together we will discover through interviews, tools and tips, how to live life full of meaning, passion and purpose. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. We're talking about truth, polarity, and the desire to be right. I've been there. I have been in an argument where it was more important to be right than it was to be anything else. We've all been there. But it's this drive to be right that seems to bring out the worst in humans. This week has been a week of politics in the UK in terms of its local elections and there's been lots of lots of people saying that they are right and of course being a kind of mid-term local election it's seen as a a measure of success for our administration but I'm not here to talk about politics what I want to explore with you today is this idea that the truth that is in front of us The truth that we argue about, the truth that we get into heated discussions about, is most likely an interpretation of truth. When we look at our civilization or the structures that are around us, very little of it is factual. Most of it is by agreement. It is structures that we as a community, as a nation, as a human race, have put together and agreed that this is the way it is and the way it should be. And if you don't, well, just go look back in time. If you you go back a few, back a hundred years and women had less rights 100 years ago than they do now because it was deemed that they were inferior and that men's rights are more important than women's rights. If you consider race, that's an ongoing argument. And none of these things are facts. They are purely and simply interpretations by enough people because if enough people believe in it, enough people decide it's true, suddenly it becomes true, even if it is untrue. Dreadfully scary prospect when we start going down that road. We see the same in religion, which is the truth, which is the true religion, which is the one religion. And I'm in no position to argue any of that, but we see that there. We see this determination that our faith is the truth faith. We see it in economics. We live in a world where the predominant thought of economics is that we need to have continuous economic growth in a world which is finite, where there is only so much resource. To have continuous growth where there is a limit to things around us does not seem to fit but the predominant thought is that we are moving in a world which has to have continuous unlimited growth you you can see that we are determined things are facts the fact is that capitalism is the only way forward 
Now, now, I'm not arguing the right to wrong at either side of the coin of that. I'm just saying that they are agreements. It's all about how we interpret them. It's about that interpretation that makes a difference. It's the interpretation and the arguments that are put together that then turn around and uh, with enough people agree on something, that's how it becomes a fact. Another fascinating place, and this is conspiracy theory. What is even stranger about that area is that it is the lack of fact that makes the conspiracy theory even more believable and plausible. We come down to the basic tenet, which is what is actually truth, and how do we know it is true? And what happens from all of this is it creates polarity. Now, polarity is an incredible tool for manipulation, and it has been used so for millennia. I'm not sure it was ever used that way in the very beginning in terms of that. It just was a natural cause of a natural process by when people all were in agreement. Because if I agree with you on something and the guy over there doesn't agree, you and I can club together and make sure we sort him out because he doesn't agree with us. So you can see there is a natural process in terms of when we are in agreement, we can be we can polarize against everyone else. Polarity is all over the place. We see it uh, used a lot in in marketing and in in, in media. As an ex-marketer, I can tell you that one of the things that we would look for is a way of finding polarity in a marketplace. Because when you find the polarity and you aggravate what would be called righteous indignation, you get people to put their hands up and say, that's me, I agree with that. And suddenly you've got a way of sorting the crowd, identifying people amongst the mass of people. And that is what the media and which politics does. It seeks to sort the crowd by using righteous indignation, by using various ways to create polarity. And it is bloody addictive. That's why social media works so well. That's why there's such a storm over Twitter at the moment with Elon Musk taking it over. The point is when you create polarity you create a them and us it creates a barrier a boundary and once you have a boundary you can then move down that boundary it's a, towards a journey of dehumanization towards the journey of well they don't count because they are either black female a refugee a political opponent you name you name the difference as soon as you start naming those differences and we start deciding that we can treat them differently, that's a slippery slope of which, thankfully, most countries and civilizations have got safeguards against. So how is this relevant for you and I going forward? I just became very aware of it this week, the polarity that markers, the things in society that are pushing us to polarise. And I thought what I need to remember, and everybody needs to remember, is that no matter how much you dislike your political opponents, your opponent on some level, they are still a human being. They still eat, they still sleep, they still do the other human ablutions. We have more similarities with each other than we have differences. And we have to remember those similarities. You know, when someone who is fighting a political corner for something, at the end of the day, they want the best thing for their family and their children. One must assume that they believe that this is the way forward to get it. What we have to remember in all of these passionate trigger points is that something is driving it, often a fear of something else. 
We've got to get away from the idea of evilness or nefarious intent. And somehow we've all got to find ways of reaching across the divide to reunite our polarities, reunite our communities, because that is what is missing. What has happened over the last 40, 50 years is communities have broken to the point where polarization is everything and tribes have reformed in a way. We all started this Homo sapiens journey in tribes and the polarity, politics, religion, economics and all the other labels you want to put on it are all about bringing us back into those tribes and somehow we have got to resist this desire to do this and find ways of connecting with each other across the divide. You know, the point is we all want to live in a better world. We all want to see this world thrive. We can all see the problems in front of us, be it war, be it climate change, be it energy, be whatever, you name it. But we are not going to change it by arguing about it. We're going to, only way we're going to move forward in this world is by working together through our differences. It's back to that agreements again. We've got to get back to having conversations about what we agree because the opposition is never going to go away. Somehow we've got to find a way that we can all be on the same side. And the way we do that is by starting conversations from a place of common interest. What is interesting to consider here is when someone is triggered and they're in polarity. What is it about the truth of that that has got them into that place of polarity? Why are they triggered about it? What does it make them feel that they feel needs to be defended? And I have to point the same thing back at myself as well. So that's an interesting thing to look at this week. You know, where are you triggered? Where is your polarity in the world? And what is it about that polarity that makes you want to defend it so strongly? And once you've considered that, you might want to engage in some conversations on social media. There is nothing that brings it home more than seeing some of these heated connections that come about. And what I would advise is don't rise to the bait. Just be polite. Have a conversation. Ask the pertinent questions and see what comes out of it. This kind of work is part of the five questions process. So if you are interested in that, do check out the website lifepassionandbusiness.com and check out the resources tab. You will find the five questions workbook and that takes you through this process that we use on the podcast. And it is such a fundamental aspect about how we live a good life. It's about understanding what triggers us, understanding what we actually want to create in the world. So do check it out. It's at lifepassionandbusiness.com underneath the resources tab. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review because it really, really helps. And if you can share it with someone, all the best. And that is it from me for this week. So thank you so much for your time and attention and being on this journey with me. All the best. I'll catch you next time.